because we fundraise for the home, those payments go directly into our Fund for Humanity account and actually help seed our next set of builds. Because these Habitat families, they buy the home from us at fair market value. We hold the interest-free mortgage, okay. but every single payment that they make goes directly back into our build fund. What's up everybody? Justin Conical from Prime Real Estate and with my man Brian Elliott, who's the CEO of Habitat for Humanity. We're gonna sit down and do a fireside chat in our episodic series called Primetime um, and dig into Habitat for Humanity. And you know, just a little bit of preamble, we signed up with them because of some groups that we're involved with and we saw some work that other people in our community were doing with Habitat for Humanity that inspired of us. Actually, one of them is sitting here watching us right now. So we had seen it on his social media. Always thought, you know what, I'd love to do something with Habitat. They put out an email actually a while ago looking for people for volunteer work. So we signed up for that email and then sure enough, the build days came around and they said, hey, do you want to throw a team together? So we did and quickly got more people than we could even fit in a team. Um, threw out some feelers to people and not just our brokerage. We didn't really want it to be a company thing. We wanted it to be a community thing. We had people from outside of our firm. We had people that we had worked with that were clients, friends, agents at other brokerages. And we actually have enough people for a second team. So I think on the next build, we'll, we'll do that. But when we went to the groundbreaking ceremony, that's where this whole idea started. And it really came because I was blown away at the level of work you guys were doing, the people you had on site, and the stories of the people that were getting the house. Um, I remember going home and having dinner with my wife and really you know, taking, taking a sidestep from the whole you know, association going in, working with Habitat, you know, getting my hands dirty and feeling like I'm doing good to realizing that I didn't know as much as I wanted to know about Habitat, right? Like I felt like maybe it was my fault for not educating myself to the level I wanted to be, but... You're not alone. And that's why it's great to have events like this and opportunities like this to share the story. Yeah, and it's, I think that's why we wanted our platform for you guys to just shout it out from the rooftops. Um, we'll start off real simple, as if you're Wolverine or Spider-Man. What's your <laughs> origin story of Habitat for Humanity and how do you, how do you fall in working with them? Sure. So. Um, Habitat for Humanity actually started off in a little town outside of Atlanta, Georgia, um, and really was a grassroots organization working out of a farmhouse. Uh, the Millard family were really the founders of Habitat International, and where it really came into international prominence was when President Jimmy Carter um, got involved and said, you know, he could see uh, the impact that Habitat had. Uh, in that community and, and how it could grow. And now Habitat is all across the world. Uh, we build uh, US, Canada, Peru, uh, El Salvador, um, you name it, we'll go and we'll build. And, and really from there, uh, Habitat Canada and Habitat Heartland specifically uh, started in 1993 here. And since that time, we've grown from a small little restore operation mm -hmm. and, and administrative staff to, we now have six restore locations. We've built 77 homes. Uh, we continue to, to groundbreak uh, every day. Uh, and across Canada, there's 55 Habitat affiliates uh, from coast to coast uh, that do over 300 homes uh, collectively uh, throughout the year. So for my own curiosity's sake, I wanna break that down. So what's a restore? So our restore is our social enterprise. So 
where we collect new and gently used uh, household product building okay. materials that we then sell back to the to the public. Yeah. And uh, the nice part about it being social enterprise, you're not taxed on your purchases, but all the funds from our restore cover all of our administrative expenses. So. When you're donating to our build site, every dollar goes directly towards the build. Nothing comes off for administration. So anytime you guys are cleaning out your basements or I sell you a house and you're moving and you're not taking the stuff that you've kept for 10 years, bring it to a restore because that's actually going to help them fund their projects. That's Absolutely. A, that's an education piece for me, right? Because I know that I've seen them around. I wasn't sure what the dynamic actually worked like with them. Um, you know, the affiliates, what does that look like with Habitat? So we're a federated model, so we work uh, in collaboration with each other on whether it's provincial or national okay. items, but our mandate is the same. We all have a vision where everybody deserves a safe, decent, and affordable place to live. Um, and we do that through mobilizing uh, a vast volunteer network, uh, community supporters, corporate donors, small business owners. Uh, we're very involved in in, in and basically woven into a community mm -hmm. uh, to make that impact. It's funny that you say that because when we were at the groundbreaking site, Grant, I'll give you a shout out. Grant McDonald's yeah. a, a good friend and works with our group as well. He was on site with us on the groundbreaking day and he was nice enough to join our team. So yeah, I'll swing a hammer with you guys for sure. I've known Grant for what, got to be up four years now. Um, didn't bat an eye, but then when we got to the site, I mean, he knew half the people that were there because unbeknownst to me, he had actually managed the project in St. Thomas and really wanted to get his hands dirty on this one with us to get kind of a different look at it. But what I noticed was it was a family of people that, you know, as you do these projects, it goes beyond just the one site or it really is a vision. And it's interesting to see that you guys are worldwide with where you, I don't even know what that would entail as far as building code in every different city you go yep. to, dealing with municipalities, getting product. I mean, you guys are, you guys do what you do. You'd be pretty amazing at real estate. So if you ever want to come work here, you've got a job. Um, Territory-wise, we were touching on that before we started the podcast. So you cover which territories? So we have London, Middlesex, Oxford, Elgin, and Perth County. So basically, we go as high up as Listowel down to Woodstock, through to St. Thomas, uh, all the way through London, Strathroy. Okay. Uh, and up and so uh, big territory but uh, you know it's great that Grant's here because when we were involved in in Elgin um, we like to have people from that community involved mm -hmm. in the build and helping managing uh, volunteers getting support and Grant played a critical role yeah. uh, in getting that uh, set of semis up and, and running in St. Thomas and and last year, we had over 2,000 volunteers come through our Habitat store. And when you talk about family, yeah. most of these people aren't there just once. They come back repeatedly, whether it's in our restore or on our build, because as you saw at the groundbreaking, it is family. Yeah. Um, but they also get to see directly the impact of the work they do. Mm -hmm. um, and when you're on the build site, uh, one, we're going to make you really tired yeah. and we're going to make you work. Uh, but at the end of the day, you get to see something tangible, yeah. uh, whether you put up a wall or, or hung doors. Uh, when you leave, you know that what you've done is help progress that, that home for a family. And that's the other piece of it too, right? Like that's what really kind of took me aback and, and made me really think deeper and deeper about what we're doing. And I mean, you talk about that commitment to Habitat. I already talked to my wife. We're going to sit down. We're going to 
find a way to make it work and volunteer our time with you guys because I think it is important. It is very crucial that people are given back and Habitat's a phenomenal way to do that for you guys watching. That's why I'm sitting here and that's why we're shooting this video um, was just to kind of get that message across that it's, it's a very easy group to work with from the sense that there was zero pressure from your staff from the day that I signed up, but they were just very welcoming. And it made me want to do more and more and more, right? Versus the climate yeah. that we're in. I mean, we talked 2018, I was yeah. giving some preamble to this before, but I mean, the amount of cold calls we all get and the amount of people that are calling us for different charities and whatnot too, a lot of times we don't know what their intentions are. And a lot of times, you know, we may pass on them because we have funds allocated to other groups. Habitat just had a different vibe to it from the outset and being on the inside now and seeing how it's operating. I'm more excited about it um, from that standpoint. One thing I did want to touch on it was the people. Sure. And how do you go about finding the families and you know, what are the types of people that are in these homes? Because that's something that, again, I was uneducated about until I went to the build site. That's a great question. So our housing criteria is based on the CMHC low income model. And so our families earn between 33,000 and 64,000 annually. And anyone can apply to be a Habitat homeowner. Uh, right on our website, uh, there's a screening process to help them walk through it. Mm -hmm. And then our, our team within our family selection will work with them. Um, if you looked at what our standard family has been, typically they are hardworking Canadians that, um, you know, they just need that little hand up. They, they pay their bills on time, mm -hmm. they're gamefully employed, but just can't seem to get um, that down payment required uh, to get into a home. Um, and through our program, uh, there's no interest on the mortgage, there's no down payment. Um, but we gear to income uh, their mortgage payments. Mm -hmm. They go through uh, literacy programs with us on financial literacy, what to expect when you own a home, how yeah. to be a good neighbor. Um, but our family has come from all walks of life. If, if you go to our Manor Park project, you're gonna see community living is there with uh, individuals. Um, we have families that had accessibility needs. We had people that had left refugee camps. Mm -hmm. um, uh, it's really eclectic, like the mix is, is very absolutely. diverse. Absolutely, it's, it's very diverse. And it's, it's interesting, I mean, from our perspective, we happen to be a real estate brokerage, so we deal with transactions all the time. And I was having a conversation yesterday with an agent, and as you know, the climate and the market's crazy right now. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. London, St. Thomas, I mean, St. Thomas is one of those markets that we're talking about consistently and right now, I mean, lineups. There was an open house on the weekend for a property. You probably know which one it is. 17 people waiting to get into the one property. Yep. And people that, you know, don't necessarily fit the low income criteria are having a hard time getting into the market, period. So let alone if you were in a tough situation or you had a life circumstance where you didn't let alone have the down payment and the banks are having stricter lending requirements and everything else, you're quickly being priced out of a market where you can see those equity jumps generationally. And like the family that we watched, uh, you know, I look at a mother who's looking out for her son and like I could see it in her eyes. She would die for that kid. And yeah. all she wants is to provide for him and the future. And you see families that want to do that. So you guys be make, putting people in a position to get into something where they're going to have generational equities is 
amazing. I didn't realize that's how the model actually worked. So Absolutely. No, the, the application and it, process and everything else. But it even goes further because those families, when they're making their mortgage payments back to Habitat, because we fundraised for the home, those payments go directly into our Fund for Humanity account and actually help seed our next set of builds. Because these Habitat families, they buy the home from us at fair market value. We hold the interest-free mortgage, okay. but every single payment that they make goes directly back into our build fund. So the more we build, the more payments we have coming in, the more sustainable our model actually gets. That's it. so enlightening, and a light bulb actually just went off. And it's funny because if you talk to people that weren't educated on what you guys do, they might think of the term handout, that you're just giving a house to somebody and they didn't have to pay for it, right? That's the biggest myth we always try and dispel that these people pay fair market yeah. value for those homes, but they just don't have the down payment, but they're able to make their payments. And so their payments aren't just paying back habitat, they're actually seeding the homes, homes for the future. And these individuals typically have come out of social housing. Yeah. So we're freeing up space in existing social housing stock. They're now making property tax payments. Yeah. Contributing um, to the economy, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Boston Consulting did a great study for Habitat. 60% of our homeowners are less likely to use other social services once they're in their home because they're healthier. They're not moving around. Less dependency on, on food banks. Yeah. Their children are 22% more likely to go into post-secondary education, which truly enables them to break that cycle of poverty. Mm -hmm. So it really is a game and life changer for our Habitat family. I mean, you guys are literally offering a trampoline to the income inequality that's out there in the world right, right. now where you're saying, hey, you know what? TD's not going to lend you that money, but we have a system that's ready to rock. Come, we'll help you. And we're, it's an interesting model because you're taking that money and you're reinvigorating your same pool. So you're right. providing more housing for other people too, right? But again, it's I'm glad we're sitting down and talking about this because I didn't even realize that was the structure of it. I just remember being at the groundbreaking site, seeing the houses and being like, wow, these are beautiful. These are better quality homes than some of the stuff that I take people through and I tell them to run and don't buy it. So you're actually yeah. improving values in areas as well with Absolutely. good quality product, right? Yeah. We just had a study done on our last two homes. Um, we're 25% above building code. So we're actually above Energy Star rated on our homes. Hmm. Um, and so, you know, we take great pride in the fact that, one, we have a very health and safety conscious uh, work site. But two, we build quality. Well, these families are there for a while. So technically, I can bring those people and offer 100000 over asking price, make them money. You can build another house and everybody wins, right? Absolutely. Yeah, if, I can, if I can pull that off. Um, another thing I want to touch on is how do you do site selection? So when you're looking for an area, you're looking for land, what does that process look like? So we're, we're similar to a developer in that uh, we're competing with developers on land acquisition. There are some cases where municipalities will, will help us in terms of infill sites or okay. things of that nature. Parcel on, something on, out or give you guys first crack at something. Correct. Yeah. But right now we're, we're in a due diligence period on a large parcel of land here in London where we would look to build uh, 12 multi-units okay. on, on one site. And so we are getting to more density uh, in terms of how we house, uh, simply because the cost of land, as you know, continues okay. to go up. Uh, development charges, everything is, is on the, the increase. And so 
you know, for us, we have to find the best deals that we can to keep those homes affordable for, for families. And London, I mean, London's now a big city, right? Absolutely. So the density is increasing. So you guys are matching that demand and people want to live here. So Absolutely. the model's kind of shifting and growing. It's, uh, it, it's very interesting. I just, a couple more things that I want to touch on for the audience and the people sure. that, that are looking for out there is, you know, what's maybe another big myth that people might think or something you hear often that you, you dispel or comes up in conversation about Habitat that people might not be aware of? Um, so the big one is that we give away homes um, and two that, you know, you have to be ultra poor to, to qualify for our home. Um, the average family that we come in uh, that receives a home from us may look just like your neighbor. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's, not, um, it's not as difficult as people think uh, to apply and get approved for a Habitat home when we have land. Um, and so that's the other one is people go, oh, there's always people worse off than me. That may or may not be the case, but if you look at our website and look at our criteria, if you fit that bill, it shouldn't stop you from applying. Again, you're going to donate 500 sweat equity hours into, into Habitat as part of that process, um, and you're going to be paying back a mortgage. So it really is about helping, not handing. So That's, that's a beautiful way to put it and just a message for our audience. Nobody's better than anybody else. We may have started at different points in life. We may have had different opportunities. But you really need to take stock and, and look at yourself and, you know, look to help your neighbor in those situations because you never know who that person's going to be. I mean, I've always said this in real estate, you know, sometimes in real estate, they'll tell you specify and only deal with people at this price range and only deal with these people at this price range or this product. And, you know, we do have specialists for different products, but I've always told my guys, especially when I'm coaching new agents, somebody comes to you and wants a $90,000 house, you treat them as well as you treat somebody that wants a $2 million house because it's not about the paycheck and it's not about the transaction and you have no idea what's gonna happen. Right. I mean, there's people that we've dealt with that have gone into 500 or 600 square foot offices that grow to 1,200, 8,000, then 30,000 square foot offices all in a matter of five years and they'll work with you because they wanna see that you're a good person and you're being humble. And I really think that's what it comes down to and you never know what's gonna happen in life. So, you know, being in a position to see how people are growing from step one to step 10 and being a part of helping those people, I promise you, you'll get more satisfaction in that than closing the biggest deal of your lifetime. That's Respect goes a long way, absolutely. I, I truly think so. And I mean, you can call on us literally anytime you want. Anybody that works at this brokerage, like. I was humbled by the response we got because I thought I was going to have to crack some whips and make it happen to get the team, yep. but we ended up pulling out two. So, you know, a huge kudos to everybody that joined and jumped on the team. You uh, know we who you are. Um, where, can, where can people actually take action? So if somebody's like, you know what, I'm motivated by this video. I want to build a house or I want to donate, whatever. What does that look like for them? Yeah, so we always talk about it at uh, three prongs. So shop, donate, and volunteer. So come shop at our restores. You'll be surprised at the deals that are there and your purchases. Not only are you helping not divert things to landfill, but uh, you're sustaining our, our operating in our organization. Donate, uh, whether you're donating product to our restore, maybe you wanna donate product to a build, or you just wanna donate dollars to, to help fund the next home build uh, on our website at uh, www.habitat4home.ca or volunteer. We're always looking for individuals that want to share their expertise. 
And it doesn't have to be in the building expertise. We mm -hmm. have people that help in our administrative offices, people that help within our restore operations. So if you want to get involved, get your hands dirty, we're the place. So make some time, people. Like I said, I mean, if you're staging one of your investment properties or flips, you uh, go to the restore, pick up some good gear there. I'm sure they'll have some fun stuff there. If you know you have some stuff to donate and you need help, let us know. We're here as well. If you need us to connect you with these guys, absolutely. Let us know. We'll do that. All the links will be in the podcast below. Brian, I really appreciate your time. It was wonderful having you. And thank awesome. you. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. That was awesome. This episode and show was a Prime Media Group production and is a proud member of the Industry Syndicate. For more information on the Industry Syndicate and Prime Media Group, please go to the links below. Thanks for listening.